0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Elemental Evan Show. Thank you so much for tuning in once again on this Wellness Wednesday. For those of you who do not already know, uh, starting last week, I have started only producing one episode a week, and this is just because I want to really create the best possible episodes each week. And, you know, I know your time is valuable as well as mine, so I want to make sure that I'm just providing the highest quality information-packed episodes with some really great guests or even solo episodes as well uh, for you so that you can, you know, really absorb this information and enjoy the show to the max. And today is going to be no exception. I have a really awesome guest on today. Her name is Kate Burkett, and she is a fellow acro yogi. For those of you who do not know what acro yoga is, it is essentially partner yoga. If you want to see more uh, examples of what this would be, you can go over to Ashley and my Instagram page called earth and air acro and you can see all kinds of crazy (laughs) acro yoga movements and practices that we do together and uh, get a better idea of what acro yoga is. But nonetheless, Kate is the founder of the Paradise Membership and Acro Cosmos in Paradise, Destination, Adventure, and Acro Yoga Retreats. I know that's a bit of a mouthful, but essentially she and her partner Heda lead these incredible acro yoga retreats where you go to these beautiful areas you stay in a nice place with a uh, i believe it's an in-house cook or the meals are all provided and they obviously do acro yoga there but they also take you on cool adventures like hikes maybe to a waterfall uh, whatever is in that local area so obviously a very cool event something i'm sure ashley and i will one day uh, go ahead and join And on top of that, she is also the founder of Kate in Paradise, which is an inner beauty expert coaching uh, program that she runs. So in this episode, we dive into what that means, what is an inner beauty expert, uh, which I was really happy with her response and her practice because it definitely aligns with mine as well. And it's very, very valuable in terms of our health and wellness and might even be more important than, uh, you know, the physical aspect that we usually focus on. So Nonetheless, you're going to really want to hear the explanation on that, as well as in the beginning of the episode we dive deep into acro yoga and what acro yoga has, you know, done in our lives, as well as how it plays a role in our relationships with our partners, as well as just people in general, and why it is just such an addicting and beautiful thing uh, or practice to have. So I'm really excited about this episode. It was an absolute honor to be put in touch with Kate and be able to have her on the show. She provides some incredible knowledge on this episode, and I know you guys are all going to love her. And honestly, I hope you just enjoy this episode and get a ton of value out of this episode. That is my goal with all of these episodes is to provide all of you with immense amounts of knowledge that allow you to you know, practice them in your lives and really move forward and be the best version of yourselves possible. So without further ado, we are going to bring on Kate onto the show and I hope you all enjoy this beautiful conversation as much as I enjoyed it. Thank you all very much and enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Elemental Evans show. Today I have a very special guest here with me. Today we have Kate on our show. Welcome to the show, Kate.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here.
0: Super excited to be here and be talking with you. We have a mutual friend who's an incredible guy. His name's Jesse, and he was kind enough to put us in touch. Um, he knows that we both practice acro yoga. So obviously we have a very common thread there, um, but really happy to have you on the show, Kate. Uh, how's your morning and everything going today?
1: Yeah, it's beautiful. I'm in Mexico and I went to the beach this morning and I'm just feeling really excited to be connecting with you. So So going good so far.
0: (laughs) Nice. What part of Mexico are you in?
1: I'm in Veracruz right now.
0: Okay, very cool. I haven't been to Uh, Too many parts of Mexico, but I've wanted to travel more of it, Uh, mainly just Baja, California, as well as uh, DFA. So I want to go around a little bit more, especially in Oaxaca.
1: Yeah, and this area is not very touristy. It's very, like, rugged. I'm in the main city, but this state of Veracruz is very full of nature and farms, and there's no people from, like, other countries. It's, like, only latino people travel to this part of mexico so i'm getting like the authentic mexican experience
0: that's that's the best right there though for sure uh honestly when you can get submerged in a culture like that to me is the best right there so that's really cool um which kind of leads me to my rapid fire questions which are uh first off where are you from
1: um i grew up in the pacific northwest near seattle and have lived in hawaii majority of my adult life so I feel like those are my two homes that I'm from
0: beautiful <laughs> and, and yes yeah,
1: so I'm in Mexico right now
0: <laughs> awesome uh I, I was also going to ask like where you're based out of but I think it's kind of clear all, as well so still a little mixture of Kauai uh, Kauai as well as the Seattle area and then also Mexico as well
1: yeah I'm not really based in Seattle area anymore um I go there like once a year to visit my mom, but I mostly just tropical locations. I've just been traveling for the last three years. I haven't had a home base. I just have a suitcase and I just buy one-way flights and just go where my heart or my business lead me.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. No, that's that's a nice way to nice way to do it. I mean, it's it's a great way to see the world and uh, to practice a little bit of unattachment. I think, right?
1: Definitely, definitely
0: very cool. And then uh two uh two more questions here. What is your favorite book?
1: So my favorite book is Alice in Wonderland. It's been my favorite book since I was a very little girl. I love that story.
0: It's <laughs> classic. No, that's amazing. Uh very good. And then also what is your favorite quote?
1: I think my favorite quote is one that, um, it's like a poem that me and my cousin memorized when we were little and it's, I've laughed until my cheeks are tight. I've laughed until my stomach sore. And if I, if I could stop laughing, I might remember what I'm laughing for mm. <laughs> because I love to laugh and bring joy in the world. So that's a good quote to live by.
0: <laughs> I like that so much, honestly. And also I think it, it, it's cool to see everyone's quotes and books because it also like says a little bit about the person. And, uh, even just in the short time, I can tell you have such a like lively and happy energy. So it's really cool. i love to see that. Thank you. And then, uh, I was also going to ask, uh, are you, uh, is Hedda is your partner. Is that correct? Yes. And then so is, uh, Hedda is from Mexico, uh, originally, correct?
1: Yeah. So he's from Veracruz. He's the reason okay. I'm here.
0: That's what I was and wondering. he has,
1: yeah, he has a movement and acro studio yoga acro aerial silks based here in Cruz. So
0: that's amazing. He's,
1: yeah, he's coming back to to host events in his studio every so often and he has regular classes. So it's cool to be here.
0: So cool. Uh, now for the listeners who don't already know this, uh, Kate and Hedda, you both put on a acro like festival kind of is that correct?
1: Well, we've been doing something a little bit different. He hosts a lot of festivals. Uh, They're called Mexacro is the brand, and they're based they're in Mexico, different areas of Mexico. And what we've been doing together is more of like a retreat experience. So we've been combining like an adventure retreat. With acro as well, so there we have a chef that comes and prepares all your food. It's all inclusive, and it's about a week long generally. And you get to like explore beaches or waterfalls, or we take you to beautiful tropical places. And then we get to practice acro yoga, handstands, a little bit of Thai massage, um, sort of activities throughout the week.
0: That's amazing. Is is that how you and Hedda met? Was through acro yoga, or was it through a different unrelated yes. path yeah
1: yes we were actually both taking like an advanced class um in playa del carmen mexico and that's how we met
0: <laughs> amazing and so definitely as an acro yoga practitioner myself i i want to really kind of dive in a bit on this i have done one episode in the past with my partner on uh, acro yoga and kind of what it means to us but uh in terms of acro yoga how did you how did you find acro yoga or for those of you who don't know uh like partner yoga
1: yeah, so I was a yoga teacher and I met this girl who she, we didn't even know each other that long but she's like I feel like you would love acro yoga. And I had kind of like seen it but this was like 10 years ago so it wasn't as like popular it wasn't like on Instagram all the time as much. And so I kind of like seen it like once or twice but didn't really know that much about it and didn't know anyone that did it and she brought me to an event where it was just like a jam where people were jamming and doing acro and I just fell in love like instantly. Like my body was like, yes, you were born for this. Like, this is your passion. And I've literally just been obsessed. And I mean, I've been traveling. So it's not like I've been part of like one community. I've been having to kind of, you know, find different acro yoga communities around the world, but it's been incredible. I've met so many people through the practice. And yeah, it's just definitely a huge part of who I am. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, that's that's really incredible. For Ashley and I as well. Um, it's kind of funny you said that, like, yeah, almost almost about 10 years now ago for us was when we first started trying Acro and there were no classes. There were no classes uh there was no one really offering it it was yeah maybe a couple videos online that you could find uh, which is what we ended up doing and just kind of trying it out for the first time and eventually you know getting better slowly on our own and then we did finally find a a, a teacher and then obviously pro- progress pretty fast through there but uh finding the acro community is where it's at i think um you find yeah. some really cool people and uh they're usually just really warm and open and uh willing to, you know, accept anybody in and and you know, you can go and just jam and uh I think you can really grow in the community and also learn some really cool uh skills in there as well. So, uh that's awesome. How's the community out in Kauai as well as in uh, Mexico?
1: Um Kauai is kind of, I mean, if you've been to Kauai, people are definitely on island time there, so having like a set time that you meet and do something. It seems to be like a struggle, <laughs> but definitely like I always meet people that want to do acro when I'm there and it's a little bit smaller, but I have some friends that, that love it. So we'll get together and we'll just train together. And that's the cool thing about acro is you only really need one other person to do it. I mean, it's awesome to have a group and have people to spot you, but you really only need one other person that's excited about it So yeah, I, it's, it's a slowly growing community on Kauai, I would say, (laughs) and then Mexico depends where you're at. Some places there's a lot of acro, some places, not so much. Uh, There's a lot of high level acrobats here in Mexico, like a lot of people training to perform in the circus. So you get a lot of that, which is super inspiring. Um, And then a lot of people traveling to Mexico, especially in the last few years, uh, because it's been open and uh, that they want to, you know, do acro. So I've met people from all like 20 to 30 different countries doing acro here in Mexico.
0: That's amazing. So, yeah, no, it's it's really cool. And and that's the other thing, too, is it's, it's global, right? So, I mean, you can literally go to any country and pretty much find an acro yoga community, which is really cool. Um... And you don't
1: have to speak... You don't even have to speak their language like I've traveled to Japan, I've traveled to France, like all these different places and, and found communities where the people were not speaking English and I wasn't speaking their language and we were able to do acro because it's the language of acro yoga and yeah. there's just moves that are universal that everybody knows.
0: Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Also, it's almost one of those things where after you do it for long enough, you don't need to really speak, especially with your partner where it's like, you just kind of move a foot in one direction and then, oh yeah, just kind of lean into that side star or whatever, you know? Um, yes. so really cool. And then I also, I wanted to talk a bit about, uh, what has acro yoga kind of translated into in terms of your relationship. So I know for Ashley and I, we've spoken about you know, the level of trust that it creates and the level of communication that has to be present for you to, you know, properly navigate through new moves that are kind of difficult or scary. Um, You know, I think there's a lot of parallels there, you know, in terms of the relationship between two people as well as in terms of acro Yoga. So have you seen any of that with you and Heda?
1: Yes. I mean, I would say that... I've seen it more in just personal development, like my life, like self-development, learning how to say, like learning how to speak up and say, you know, what I want, what I don't want, what I'm comfortable with, like personal boundaries, learning to trust myself and definitely learning to trust others, but like know when it's safe to trust others Teda and I both were very like immersed in the acro yoga community, like acro yoga world when we met. So um I think definitely it's given us opportunities to to work on our communication and have it be even more clear. But a lot of like what you were saying before, like we didn't really speak a lot because we were we already knew all the moves. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we definitely are always like, you know, pushing ourselves to learn new moves and that's different, but it's interesting because we both sort of like didn't have to communicate too much. We were just already like it was in our bodies, you know, but on a, on a personal level, I've seen so many parallels to like my personal growth and my communication with just anybody mm. and the my acro yoga journey.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's definitely, I think, a little different for flyers and bases in some ways because I know that a flyer is obviously at more risk than the base. Obviously, the flyer could fall on the base, but, I mean, overall, like, the flyer is up in the air, you know? And so there's uh, there's more of a risk factor, uh, which maybe plays a little bit of a role. But I think, in general, it's, you know, one of those things where you are trying something that's new and can be scary, and it's really interesting to see how, like you said, like, is that a person that you even feel comfortable enough to trust? Like maybe you, you know, they, they say they've got you and all this, but like mentally you might not, or, you know, energetically you might not feel that this person's got you. And so it's, it's really interesting in kind of like terms of like how you read people as well as uh, definitely with communication, like hands down communication has been uh, a really big one, you know, in terms of, you know, like if, if Ashley doesn't feel comfortable and being like, Hey, like, bring me down. Let's retry this. You know what I mean? And learning how to like respond to that and like accept it and move forward and grow. It's just been, uh, it's, it's a really interesting practice that I think when I talk about it and no one has done Acro yoga before, they're kind of like, Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. You know, but then they try and they're like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like a hundred percent.
1: Yeah. And you really have to listen to your body. Like you were saying, like you might get a sense, that somebody isn't safe and just listening to your body or like, yeah, when like head on and you're trying a new move, he'll be like, I know you can do it, but I'm like, I don't feel comfortable. Like I need a spotter. I need lines. Like I need something before to try this, you know, and just, but I'm listening. I have to listen to my body because sometimes I'm like, yeah, I can do it or I should trust this person. You get excited in the moment, but it really invites you to like slow down and really listen to like, cause your body's going to tell you, you know, your body is really going to send you clear signals. So it's, an amazing embodiment practice, but also communication with other, like, I love the collaborative uh, aspects. Like I practice yoga for probably like 15 years before I even tried acro yoga and I love yoga, but it's like a self-study practice. And acro yoga opens up like this whole new opportunity to like, to get to know yourself better and trust yourself, but also like with another person and create co-create together, which is so, so fun.
0: Yeah, it's uh there's there's a level of play in Acro Yoga that you kind of don't really get in a lot of other um forms of movement, I guess I would say. Uh for sure there's some sports that can, you know, obviously they're a form of play. And especially if it's, you know, you're just having fun, you're not really being like super competitive with it, like you, you could have a similar um outcome. But in terms of acro yoga, it is definitely one of those things where you can just kind of you know, whether it's with a friend or with a partner, whatever it may be, you know, you have this opportunity to really connect on a playful level, which might sound kind of weird to people these days, but it is super necessary. Like when you go to an acro jam or an acro class, usually you should leave that class feeling like elevated and lighthearted. And like, you just had a really good time, literally playing with people. And I know, um, I was hearing, uh, I can't remember who it was that said this, but they said that pretty much every single mammal in the world actually has some form of play, like with their children or whatever it may be. So like, there's always some form of play. You can look at like um, baby wolves, you know, and they're always like messing around with each other. And humans are one of the mammals that are actually losing the amount of play that they have as time goes on. Like we are playing less and less. Uh, So it's really interesting. And there's a lot of developmental things that occur uh, socially, mentally, mentally uh, you know, that occur through play.
1: Yeah, definitely. And we get so serious as we get older and we forget how to play, you know? Yes. So yeah. Acro gives you that invitation to just like, have fun. Like you might fall down, like you might fall on somebody, just laugh about it and just enjoy yourself.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been a really beautiful practice. And so I'm really excited to have someone also to have, uh, you know, come on the show and, and speak a little bit towards that. Also, Aside from Acro Yoga, you're an inner beauty coach, is that correct? Hey, what's going on, everybody? I hope you're all enjoying this episode. I just wanted to take a quick second and talk a little bit about one of our affiliates, Organifi. So if you listen to the show pretty often, then you already know that the food we're eating is less nutrient dense than it was one to two to three to 400 years ago, and so on and so forth. Now, a major reason for this is because of monocropping, which really depletes our soils of necessary vitamins and minerals that our body needs to function properly on the daily. If you are eating a diet that is rich in whole foods, this means that you are still probably not getting the necessary levels of vitamins and minerals that your body requires. However, if you are out there hunting, foraging, and farming, then that might be a different story for you, but most of us are not able to do that in our day-to-day lives, which leads me to Organify and why I try to get at least one, if not more, of their juice powders into my daily mix. Now, one of the main reasons that I'm a really big fan of Organifi is because all of their ingredients are whole food sourced. So they all come from these really powerful adaptogenic herbs and mushrooms such as reishi, cordyceps, shaga, moringa, spirulina, chlorella, turmeric, you name it, they have it in there. They're crafted specifically for different times of the day. So you have the green juice for the morning time, which is going to be beneficial for the cortisol release and your adrenal glands and it's going to help detoxify your body whereas the red blend is going to be a midday pick-me-up with some cordyceps and reishi in there. And then you have the chocolate gold formula, which is one of my favorites. It's like a cup of hot cocoa at the end of the day, but it's loaded with some really great stuff such as magnesium, turmeric, as well as obviously cacao, and it is going to help you ease into bedtime. On top of all of that, Organifi is also 100% USDA organic and they even go one step further to third-party test all of their products for glyphosate which is really huge and to me just shows that they truly care about not only you the customer but also just the products that they're providing and making sure that they are not purchasing items that are allowing these terrible things to be sprayed on our foods. And last but not least, they do not use sugar as the sweetener in any of their products. They use things like stevia and monk fruit to get away from using sugar and keep your insulin from spiking like it would if you were drinking an extremely sugary drink, but Fear not, these are still absolutely delicious, and trust me, this is coming from someone who has tried a lot of green juices. So I know what I'm talking about here, and I promise you these things are delicious, and you're going to love them. So if you want to get your hands on some of these products, then go ahead and check out Organifi. They're linked in the show notes, or you can go to Organifi.com. However, the easiest route would be right in the show notes here on this episode, plus On that link, you will see that there is a 20% discount code, and that is just for being a listener of the show. That is my thank you to you for all of your support and also my kind of way of giving back to you and uh, helping you to try some of these products that I really, really enjoy. So go on ahead and click on that link in the show notes and use the code for 20% off your entire order. Alrighty, everyone. I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode.
1: Yes, yes. So I've been coaching for also about 10 years. I, I launched my business and I found Acro Yoga in the same year.
0: Beautiful. I love how that so, works.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it was like not intentional. And um, I started actually like teaching Acro as well around the same time as I started coaching. But I really focused on inner beauty, like all the aspects of inner beauty. So like your health, your gut health, your microbiome, your your inner monologue, your inner thoughts, your um, everything that sort of has to is going on inside that we're not maybe like the subconscious, the the nervous system, how it's like working behind the scenes, all these things that are kind of happening on the inside of the body, but they affect our outward experience and they also affect our health and our vitality. So I focus. I said interview the expert because I'm very multi-passionate and I knew I wasn't gonna be able to stick with one topic, but I knew that all of them were gonna have a common thread of this sort of the inner experience and whatever that may be, physical, spiritual, emotional, mental, you know, all, all the aspects.
0: Oh, 100%. I, I love to hear you say that because uh, here on on the Elemental Evans show, it's, it's about taking all elements of health, right? And not just focusing on, Ah, uh, one specific thing, which usually boils down to like food and exercise. Uh, there's a yeah. whole other realm of health, and I love that you said, you know, the inner, the inner experience that you're having. Because one of the things that I notice a lot is back when I was actually taking clients on one-on-one, was uh, their external environment tend, to, or or vice versa, their external environment or their internal environment uh, tended to really kind of reflect each other you know and so if you saw their external environment was chaos and their house was a mess and they're just like all over the place like internally they were also having a lot of really bad things going on and it was like if they just took care of one or the other so take some time to clean take some time for yourself for you know to get away from all the chaos and just take some time to read a book and relax, you know, collect your thoughts and, uh, or vice versa, like take some time to clean the inner, uh, side of you, right. Like whether that's through meditation or through food or whatever it may be, like tended to have a, uh, direct correlation to each other.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I feel like the freedom that I've experienced through like having location freedom, like also is internal because I don't have a lot of stuff to take care of, you know, I just have a suitcase And like you, what you said at the beginning of the show, like, at like detachment, like I'm not attached to one spot. I'm not like stuck in some like stagnant routine or bad habit. Like I can switch things up all the time because I've, I've done it kind of externally and internally kind of simultaneously, but they support each other, which is Mm. super cool.
0: Yeah, no. And also, uh. I love that you just said that right now about how you just have the suitcase, right? And I actually just got back from traveling as well uh, with my fiance. We went to Portugal, uh, Morocco, and France, and a day in Switzerland, just like hopped over there. But you know, when we travel, we travel really light. We don't like to take a massive suitcase because we tend to do crazy stuff and be on the go a lot of the time. So we we usually just take like really small suitcases. And, you know, for um, myself personally, I don't have a ton of clothes at my house. I mean, I have more than I would have while I'm traveling. Um, And then definitely for Ashley, she has more clothes than she has when she's traveling. But it's so funny because when we're traveling, you never think twice about what you're going to wear, right? Like you just have your suitcase and whatever's in there is like, that's what you got. That's what you got to work (laughs) work with. So just, you know, like this whole idea of like having more options as being better, a lot of times just clouds your judgment and makes it more difficult right like I think having more options sometimes is such a facade you know and really at the end of the day it just clothes you're gonna look fine with whatever you're wearing <laughs> no one's gonna judge you like if you wore the same pants like yesterday you know and so um, it's really interesting I, I love that part of travel because really to show you like you can live with so much less
1: yeah yeah it's very liberating to just Yeah, and you only get to, like, what I did is, like, I just kept my favorite clothes. I was Mm -hmm. like, this is awesome. Like, there's always the clothes in the back of the closet that you hardly ever wear, but you should keep it for whatever reason you have. But it's Mm -hmm. like, to just wear what your favorite stuff and just bring your favorite things. And also, like, every, like, month, I'll go through my stuff. And if I haven't used something in, like, a month or two, I just get, I just give it to somebody or get rid of it. Because I'm like, if I'm not using it, why am I carrying it around? Yeah. Mm Yeah.
0: No, Which, I, yeah, yeah very. Friendly. I love that. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to deviate away from the inner beauty coaching as well either. Um, I, I just like that came to me, and I was like, I have to go on that. But uh, in terms of the inner coaching or inner beauty coaching, um, what does typically that look like in terms of like what clients do you work with? What are a lot of the maybe like issues that they're dealing with and and kind of like what does the process look like on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I do a lot of group programs. So I have a lot of courses, um, whether they're, you know, pre-recorded or they're live that we touch on topics like meditation, body confidence. I used to do a little bit more, more nutrition, but I have like one course that talks with a little bit about nutrition and mindset, owning your value. Um, I'm doing a course right now called quantum oceans. And it's like, I do guided meditations that bring you into your parasympathetic and help people reprogram their subconscious mind. So I work a lot with like yoga nidra practices and things that bring you into like a deep relaxation state, because I feel like our culture is very like external and it's very like, go, 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 go push, you know, hustle, like this sort of vibe. I think we're starting to shift, but I feel like bringing your body, your nervous system into balance, helps you kind of access your subconscious. And this allows you to start to change your perception of yourself and change your inner dialogue and change your perception of your body. And when you bring your body into balance, your parasympathetic like naturally works to start healing you. So it happens like physiological benefits are amazing, but also you get the benefits of like be having more energy, being more productive, like feeling better about yourself, like following through on goals, like these types of things as well. So I work like very much, it we go deep inside to like dissect what's happening. And I do work with clients one-on-one sometimes, but I like to do the group environment and bring people together and create a sense of community and support for people that are kind of maybe going through this journey, the self-development journey, or they maybe they want to start a business or they want to you know, manifest something specific in their life and they're feeling very isolated and alone. Like, you know, they're kind of in this mainstream life and they don't feel like they have a support system in place of other people that are doing this inner work as well. So I love to create those those communities um, so that people feel supported and like, yeah, they have other people on this journey with them. They're not alone.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, no, I 100%, I agree with that. I also think uh, coming from someone who's done one-on-one coaching, Uh, I'm actually moving more into the realm of doing like group coaching because I feel that I'm actually able to give more of my best self to the group as opposed to individually. Like, of course, individually, you're going to have my full attention. But for me to have so many, like the amount of clients that I could have in one group where I could really give my all and like time it well, you know, it's all on the same path and course. It's much, I think, you know, coming from this, from a coach perspective, I used to think that one-on-one was where it's at. And for sure, like if you're willing to pay the high ticket price, it might be right. Because that person can, will limit the amount of people they'll take on. But as a coach, I'm able to give really my best to a group setting and show up, uh, you know, everyone's on the same page. I don't have to always be scouring over, Oh wait, what week are you on? And all this. So, um, I love that you said that. I think, I think, you know, people, tend to think like oh well I I would rather have the one-on-one experience but actually I I think the group setting is really great and like you said the uh the collective society of the group being able to all chime in and and there's a lot of knowledge in a group you know there's people who have been there and they can uh provide you with some knowledge that you might not have had you know
1: yeah other people can bring their wisdom as well I believe like we're all co-creating and also like the shy people that like don't speak up or maybe would never even enroll in group coaching can show up and kind of hide in the background and hear other people's questions and learn from that. So it kind of creates a space for like all personalities, and like the extroverted personalities get to like interact with the other people in the group. And so it's like, let and and as a coach, I feel the same. I feel like I'm more energized by a group uh, training than like a one-on-one call for Mm -hmm. whatever reason, like, I don't know why, but I like it more. It's more fun for me.
0: (laughs) Oh, a hundred percent. I like absolutely agree. I mean, I have certain clients that I really just would get energized off of with their one-on-one calls, but overall group setting for me is, is where it's at. But, um, I also wanted to mention once again, kind of on the topic of like, uh, of, of food and stuff. And, and I like that you said, you know, I, one of my big uh, focuses is on food and and exercise and stuff, definitely. But I also focus on the internal self as well, because people, they don't, in, in a way, I think our society kind of doesn't want to hear that part yet. They're like, Oh, well, you know, but what about like my dieting and, and this and that? And it's like, man, there's a lot going on in here. And if you can fix that and get that right, and do some really simple, like lifestyle changes, that is going to have a profound effect on how you show up, how you feel, uh, like you said, with the parasympathetic nervous system. You are correct. We live a massive portion of our lives in a sympathetic state. And it might be low level. But regardless, you're in sympathetic state, your adrenals are cranking out, like, uh, you know, cortisol and freaking just going to town, and they're getting drained. Uh, your mind isn't right. It's constantly thinking you think, all these thoughts that are typically just reoccurring and then you go to bed thinking these thoughts and you have trouble going to bed cuz you can't like quiet the mind so um getting into the parasympathetic state taking some deep breaths quieting the mind and just being present i think can have some of the most profound effects even over you know changing in diet which is really saying a lot because for a person eating the standard American diet, switching over to like some whole foods, that's pretty massive. But I still think that um, getting the internal environment right is probably even more impactful.
1: Yeah. And what I was finding is I started out my um, coaching practice, like being like a health coach. And what I was finding was like, you can give people all the information, but if they're all scattered and they're like, full of self-loathing and they're full of like all this, like all these negative emotions about themselves and they're frazzled because they're in that adrenal like loop all the time with all these stress hormones, they're not going to follow through and, and eat the healthy food. And so there was that piece. Like I just was really struggling to get my clients the results they wanted. And then the other piece was like, I truly believe when you slow down and you start listening to your body you can intuitively eat. I don't believe in one diet. I don't think you need to be on the schedule and be on a, or even be on a diet. Like I don't have any dietary restrictions in my life. Like I'm eating, if you were to follow me around, you're like, dang, this girl's eating really healthy. But I let myself eat whatever I want because I trust my body to guide me. But that took a process of me connecting with myself, healing my nervous system, healing my my negative self-talk brain that's telling me that I'm, you know, ugly or fat or a loser, or I never follow through or whatever those stories are. I had to fix that actually first before I could be as consistent as I wanted to be with a healthy lifestyle. And so I was realizing like, I need to go backwards and address like the root problem Before I can really inspire people to eat healthy, because there's tons of information out there. Like we, and if you just think about it logically, like okay, what comes from nature? Like this is going to be more healthy for you. But people are so addicted to that sugar, and it's getting them through those those drops when their stress hormones drop, and they're like exhausted. It's like getting them through those moments, and so they they have this crazy vicious (laughs) cycle going on inside. Their chemical imbalance in their body is crazy, and so like addressing that first and creating like this fertile soil that then you can start to plant some healthy habits into just seemed I was getting like better results with my clients and they were happier and they were like feeling better about themselves and making better choices just naturally because they were going and working like with that soil that deep rooted what was going on underneath everything (laughs) first (laughs) because the food is kind of like a surface thing you know it's like at the top like so it was interesting. My own personal story with, with, you know, eating, becoming to eat, eat more healthy or whatever. And then also just like seeing that story play out with so many of my clients really led me to sort of shift the focus of how I work with the people in my programs.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh, I'm, I'm so happy to hear you say that. And also um, I know you mentioned something about uh, gut health earlier. And one of the main things is, Regardless of what food you're eating, if your digestion is not working properly, then it's, you know, I mean, of course, like I'm not saying that eating a hot dog is the same thing as eating like a banana, right? Like it's it's different. But nonetheless, if your digestion is not working properly, and you're not able to properly absorb the, you know, vitamins and minerals coming from that food, you know, it's, it's really not going to be as beneficial. And on top of that, you have people who, like we said, are in such a sympathetic state, which is not the state you're supposed to be in when you're digesting food. And, you know, we have people who are eating in the car, eating while walking, um, you know, they're they're arguing on the phone while they're eating something, which is <laughs> terrible, right? Like, I mean, for most people, if you've ever been in an argument with someone, like the last thing you want to do is sit down to a massive plate of food, like you're in a fight or flight response. So your yeah. body is literally not ready to eat, right? And so, um, like you said, getting into the parasympathetic state that alone is going to help you to digest your food so much better. If you just slow down, slow down your chewing, slow down, uh, you know, actually sit down, maybe, maybe say a prayer, give thanks. Um, You have some gratitude for the food. You know, there's so many like little things that sound maybe insignificant, but they're so impactful. And um, yeah, like you said, it's tapping within first right it's it's getting down to that deep rooted stuff and um you know a lot of times that can be like a relationship with food and once you heal that up that's going to make the massive shift because yeah like you said there's people literally like addicted to sugar and you know they're eating in in a way that they've been eating like this for so long uh maybe it's fast food all the time or whatever it may be that they just feel like that's the new, the, the normal. Right. And then it's not until you take a couple weeks away from that and eat some, you know, some healthy foods and sit down and relax and activate the parasympathetic nervous system, all that, that you actually realize, Oh my God, like I feel way better.
1: Yeah, definitely. And you made me think of a couple things that I want to share. One is it only takes 21 days to change your taste buds. So if you think about that, like, if you can abstain from those, like, super addictive foods for 21 days. That's all it takes at three weeks. You can have a completely different palate. You're going to crave, your body's literally going to be craving different foods and your microbiome. I think all of it within two or three weeks is all shifted. So it doesn't take a long time. You, I mean, you have to make a dramatic change, but another thing that you kind of to share what you were talking about with it's so much about it's so important to slow down there was a really interesting study that I read about where they were putting people on the Mediterranean diet because we're all told, like, oh, the Mediterranean diet is like super healthy and it's going to make you lose weight. And these, the people in the study wanted to lose weight, but they were eating the Mediterranean diet and they weren't seeing these like massive results that they thought they were going to see. And so they were like, they're like looking deeper, like, what is it about the Mediterranean culture? Like, what goes along with the food? And then they were noticing that a lot of these Mediterranean cultures, the people sit down for like an hour and like talk with their family and like enjoy their food. So they said, okay, you can eat whatever you want. We don't care if it's Mediterranean or whatever, like you don't have to follow a diet, but you have to sit down for an hour each time you eat. And they were actually seeing greater results with those people than the people that were eating just the Mediterranean diet. So to show like, lifestyle can be as impactful or maybe more impactful than actually the food that you're consuming. Because those people actually were like, yeah, we're slowing down. Maybe they weren't eating as much because they were eating more slowly or whatever. Their their nervous system was digesting the food better. So I thought that was such a really interesting study about this topic.
0: Yeah, no, it, li- lifestyle is is everything, right? I mean, even if you look at the blue zones, they don't just look at their diet, they look at what they do, right? And there's like, I think there was like nine different aspects that they they specifically look at uh, that really help them kind of determine like the lifespan or whatever. But yeah, like, of course, diet is going to play a role. But the way you are living your life is so much more impactful. And I think that even kind of pours over into, um, you know, like the media you're consuming. Um, you know, what are you scrolling through on Instagram or Facebook or whatever it may be? Like, is it you know, is it beneficial stuff that's growing you and, and, you know, helping you to expand as a, as a person, or is it stuff that's, you know, just low level, low vibration, um, you know, stuff. And, and I think that plays such a large role as well as, uh, the conversations that we're having. I I've, um, I've got a really good group of friends around me, which I'm grateful for, uh, because when I talk with them, I notice our conversations are very uplifting, very empowering, very like Hey, you got this. If you need help, let me know. Like, blah, 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 Like, really checking in and seeing and, like, caring about you as a person. Whereas, like, maybe um, you talk to an old friend from back in the day or even a family member. It could be that as well. And just the conversations can be so, like just gossipy and putting people down and it's just like whoa like wait 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 why are we even talking about that like why why does that even make it into our conversation like why are we wasting time on that right like that's their life and so I I find that it's very uh you know as as I'm getting older and just kind of like going through life I'm really noticing that you know it's it's health is, is literally all around us. It is the lifestyle. It is the food you're eating. And it, and it is literally not just what you're consuming in your mouth, but also like what you're consuming through your ears and your eyes, you know, uh, that plays a massive role as well.
1: Yeah. Cause I think about a lot of times, like people being like, Oh, I'm going to wind down like at the end of the day. And they're watching some like TV show or some movie, but like most of the TV shows and movies nowadays are like so stressful and they want you to watch they're addictive. They have a lot of violence. They have a lot of conflict. So like your, your emotions are like super stressed while you're winding down and like getting ready for sleep. And it's just like creating, like spiking your stress hormones or like a lot of like media, um, is fear-based. So it's like trying to make you afraid of something also affecting your nervous system. So you're like, a lot of the things that we're encouraged to consume media wise are really adding to that spike in stress hormones in the body and bring you into the sympathetic. Like you said, maybe it's not like the highest version of the sympathetic nervous system, but it's there, low level, like all the time. And so you never give yourself like a break to like relax and enjoy (laughs) your life.
0: Yeah. Um, definitely when uh ashley and i started first dating uh some of the f- big major shifts that i went through uh was for one um like the amount of food and qual- and and uh speed in which i would eat food cuz i was th- in sports a lot and i just would woof down food and then also the sugar content those were two major things that really shift in the very beginning and then the other one was uh, the tv they uh, ashley just didn't naturally watch as much TV. um, Whereas in my household, my mom would be washing the dishes with the news on and it would just be in the background, like not even no one's really totally tuning into it. But it was really uh, almost like an uncomfortable feeling to be at home and not have like noise, you know. And so uh, once I started getting more used to that, and more comfortable with just kind of like maybe being with my thoughts or whatever it may be uh it was really interesting to then go back home and you know see my mom just with like the tv on constantly and it's like hey like i'll turn that off and talk to you and then she's just like whoa, whoa what are you doing you know <laughs> which she's cool talking to me but like when she's doing her stuff like she's got her groove going on and so um it's just it's super interesting uh I think that's also like with the taste buds deal. You know, it's like you said, 21 days for the taste buds to change, which is absolutely true. Um, I crave sugar way less. Not to say I don't still eat it. Of course, it still sneaks in and I have my little moments, you know, um, but I have dramatically reduced my sugar consumption. Like, yeah, I mean, more than more than half for sure. Uh, and then in terms of, yeah, with the media as well, it's, it's something that like, you just kind of develop that habit over time and you get comfortable not having to be attached to whatever that was, you know?
1: Yeah. with a lot of these things, it's just like, there's gonna, we're habitual creatures, like humans. We our our nerve, our body, our like nervous system is designed to just like, let's repeat what we did yesterday because it kind of <laughs> like kept us alive. It's like our survival instinct. So we're very habitual. We, we like those patterns and we, we become sort of addicted to patterns, whether it's external or internal or whatever, whether it's your thoughts, what you're watching, like how you're, what you're doing throughout the day. And so when you want to change that, there's always going to be a period of like discomfort and you just, of like, you're just like uncomfortable in your body, like want to crawl out of your skin because you're so like addicted to like some little habit, like whether it's having the TV on or whether it's like having that like sweet thing at a certain point of the day or whatever it is. And so like just for, I feel like if you want to create like massive transformation in your life, like the key is you have to fall in love with the discomfort. You're like, okay, discomfort means like something better is happening on the other side. Like I'm going to get stronger. I'm going to get, you know, whatever, my life is going to become more of what I actually want it to be, but it's going to be, there's going to be that uncomfortable period, you know, Mm -hmm. whether it's food or habits or exercise, like you can relate it to almost anything. There's going to be those really uncomfortable moments when you're growing. And so I've just been trying to like fall in love, like get myself out of my comfort zone as much as I can just fall in love with that discomfort because there's so much magic like on the other side of that, or even through it, like in, 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 in those discomfort moments, you like notice things and connect with people in different ways and realize things that maybe you would have totally missed if you hadn't let yourself go there. So
0: hundred percent. It's, it's the journey. It's the journey to get to where you're wanting to go. And, you know, you think that what you want is really the goal, but it's all the, the learning that happens in between that really is what's so, so valuable. I, I love that you said that. Um, yeah, Kate, these are excellent topics and I'm so happy to talk with you on these. It's like solidified my, uh, my belief in lifestyle and lifestyle change and doing the inner work to really see it on the outside. Um, I think that's extremely impactful, especially the, uh, Mediterranean diet example you gave that was that was awesome. Um, but this is going to uh start coming to the end of our podcast episode, which is always uh sad for me because I have incredible conversations like this, I love it. Um, but in this moment, if you wouldn't mind just sharing some last minute thoughts you might have, or even uh, places where people can connect with you at, of course, I will put these in the show notes for all of you listeners out there. So you can easily find Kate, but uh, please take the take this moment to share anything you have to share.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you so much for having me. Yes, this has been really, really fun. I feel like we have, we're so common we have common threads and themes through our life, which is I love meeting like-minded people. And I feel like really what I believe and what I see with what, you, what you're sharing as well here, like all the content you're sharing is everything's connected, you know? So we'd like try, like we want to isolate, like I'm going to work on this area or this area, but they're all connected. So just, you know, doing a little bit of shifts and changes in one area, it's going to ripple effect into another area and that's really fun. I think it's really fun when you think about it and when you can really embody that and you can get out of this, like making everything its own lane and just realize, like, I'm a multifaceted person with, I'm into a lot of different things and I have a lot of different passions and there's a lot of different ways I can grow and become better. And even if I'm not doing like what I want in this area, I am doing some stuff in this area. So I get to feel good about that because it's going to ripple effect into my whole life and make my life more enjoyable and more fun and feel allow me to feel more free in the end. Cause that's really my goal is to feel more free in every way. So if people want to follow along, um, I'm on Instagram, it's Kate underscore in paradise. I share like all, all the places I travel. I share upcoming retreats, share different programs that I'm offering there. So I, I post there on all the time. So you can connect with me there or my website is Kate You can find out about what I'm doing or join my email list there. So That's pretty much it. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, no, thank you so much, Kate. Um, Everyone, please connect with Kate. Uh, She obviously knows the right direction to head in terms of the work to be done. Um, As a person who has done a lot of the work myself and teaches people about it, um, I can tell you, you you know what you're doing and um, you're on the right path. I think personally, you know, anytime someone asks, you know, like, how do you live your life as opposed to, you know, the basics like, oh, like, what are you eating and all uh, that to me says a lot. So um, thank you very much for sharing all of your wisdom on here, Kate. And yes, everyone, please go find Kate, um, follow her newsletter, follow her on Instagram, uh, go on one of her amazing acro adventures with her and Hedda. And uh, yeah, just connect. And Kate, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. All right, everybody. You know the deal. It's do everything with good intentions and connect to your elements. Peace.